I'm Ginger. And I'm Dutch. Right, folks, welcome back for another episode of Ginger and Dutch, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, live here tonight on a Tuesday night and ready to get into it. A little bit of a different setup tonight. We're going to go off the cuff here and and uh, just let things flow, uh, Dutch and I here. So we're uh, we're ready to go. We've got uh, what we want to say, and and we've got a couple new versions of uh, the Dutch's dog, and and we're going to get into it. So I'm uh, I'm a little excited tonight because I was able to get my uh, my first round of golf in today, which was. Uh, was pretty exciting for me and you know standard Stephen Kerr special with uh you know a little 79 Dutchie I heard uh, I heard you followed me in behind there uh, later on in the afternoon and, and played yourself ah and I hate to tell you but I nip you by one in a little bit tougher conditions but uh uh not as stiff of competition so yeah yeah I fired a fired a 78 out there for uh, for my first round not so bad 12 pars six bogeys standard crap golf pro <laughs> but it was fun man it was nice to be out there playing with uh play with uh, uh the family and a, and a buddy of mine so it was uh, it was good it was it was nice out there conditions were good i hear i hear your bro shot a nice smooth little 69 out there today yeah yeah he was uh he was dialed in on on uh, his game today that's for sure he had a good mindset going into the round and uh yeah it showed he was real solid i think he only made uh, one bogey all day for same, four old, same old amateurs right yeah, four birdies and uh, yep. you know nothing special. Nobody had any eagles or anything in our group. Nothing. Uh, it's a pretty boring day from from our side, but it was fun. We were uh, out with the family, so it was a good good time. Beauty. I shouldn't call him an amateur. He he was a pro, and he's he's definitely better than you and I. So he's a he's a pro in my he's a pro in my books. But uh, yeah, he uh, it was nice to see all both of you guys. Everybody getting out uh, early, hot as bee today. But so what? It was it was beauty to get out there. Yep, we've been cooped up inside too long, and you know you can't complain about the heat now. So get out there and uh, enjoy it. Practice your social distancing, and and go have a good time. That's that's what I'm all about right now. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of golf, um, obviously, you know the, the 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 big topic was Sunday, and I think this one was a lot better than uh, last Sunday's. Well, I shouldn't say that it was a lot better, but it was uh, it, it produced more. It was it was there was a lot more fun out there with the uh, the Tiger Phil match and. Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah. Oh, come I, on now. You're not going right, to. Oh, let for our viewers here. This took two minutes and thirty seconds. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> two minutes and thirty seconds. You're already bringing this up. Suck it up, Buttercup. Hey, I'm I'm one up on you in the bet. Uh, and I even gave you first choice. I think. Well, I know I kind of. You know, we'll say I dog you into picking it, but uh, hey, I'll take Tiger. I'll take the match. I'll take the win. Tom Brady stinks. Period. End well, of sentence. He, he, he stunk. Okay. Yeah. So what he had the shot of the day, whatever he made a shot, you know, the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then he was terrible. Um, stick to, stick to your six, six Super Bowl championships. Um, golf's just not your sport, bud. Well, I, I, you know, to go back to your first point, the, the match was much better, yep. much better than, than the first one with Rory and, and Wolf and, and DJ. Um, you know what I what I kind of I've had a couple conversations with some people, and what you what you do realize is that when you you go back to that first match with Ricky and the guys, other than Ricky, none of those guys could read the greens. They weren't making putts, which shows you that 
hey, they are human. And when they don't play the same golf course in the same 18 to 20 tournament schedules on the same golf courses every year, when they know the, the ins and outs and the, the breaks and the, the grains of all these greens and they have all these books and caddies and everything, hey, maybe they're not as good as we think they are. Yep, and um, caddies are huge too. Caddies are yep. huge, I agree. They, they do all the research for sure, right? Yep. Um, but this match was, was fun to me. It, it, you know, you go back and listen to when we talked about it on, on a few podcasts ago. Um, it was amazing for me because all of the things that I talked about and I'm not bragging or tooting my own horn here, but they all came true. They changed up the format. There was, you know, people betting whether Brooks Kepka donated a hundred thousand dollars for real or not, or whether that was his money or not. I'm not sure. But, hey, that was pretty darn cool for him to, to come in there and, and do something like Barkley's in there chirping Brady. Then Brady holds one on, on seven to get you know back into the match a little bit. So, for me, it, it provided everything that I was looking for, um, something different uh, other than four guys going out playing their own ball and doing a better ball or a foursome or whatever. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and it's too bad the weather didn't help uh, as well. It was neat to see them out there. It was neat to see Justin Thomas out there, too. You know, one of the things I wish they would have did a little bit more, maybe not for the average golfer, but I wish they would have did a little bit more. JT, I think it was the third or fourth hole, and they were, uh, they were, uh, Mickelson was just off the green, and he walks over and he says, So, you know, tell us about how, you know, how you're going to hit the shot. And Phil goes into this like five minute dialogue on, you know, I'm going to I'm going to play in the back of my stance. I'm not going to do my traditional flop shot. I'm going to you see the grain here. I'm going to land it right here because it's going to take this thing out a little bit. and It's going to roll up. And he had this like f- whole formula. And doesn't he just hit the chip shot and rolls it to like five inches, six inches. And Justin's like, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. So I guess that that all your stuff makes sense. I mean, that was cool. Too bad Tiger's Tiger. I, you know, love him, hate him, whatever. I, I obviously enjoy the Tiger period, but maybe this format just is not for him. In a, in the, we obviously need it for you know twenty million dollars or whatever they raise, but yep. After like the sixth, seventh hole, he just he was kind of obsolete. I mean, he was pure in it, and he was he was doing all right, but I don't know. Manning was Manning stole the show. Um, Brady, I felt bad for him because he was he was you know sucking hind tit for a while, but he figured it out on the back nine uh, with his little two hundred and twenty yard uh, bunts out there. Um, Phil was great, um, but just Tiger, you know, kind of you know just Tiger's Tiger. He just was stuck there, and I think he really wanted to win too. I know yep. we said that earlier, so sure, okay, maybe he wanted to win. It was great, right? But all in all, it was a it was a it was a solid solid match. Yeah, and, and I'll I'll stick up for Brady. You got to get cut the guy some slack. You know he is trying to uh, to learn a new offense in Tampa Bay. Um, the oh, weather the break. weather was crappy. The weather was crappy, and of course he's going to be nervous playing with two of the all time greats. Well, maybe um, so. Maybe he wasn't. You know, for some people he wasn't a eight handicap. But hey, we've all been there. We've all gone out in a bit in a big match or in a big foursome with with some good players or. Or you know a match that we were really looking forward to, and we've shit the bet. Yeah, uh, okay, we've all okay, been there okay, and done okay, that, okay. and and just to 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 go off of seven holes of golf and say you know he's not an eight handicap, I think is a little bit short sighted. Well, come on though, he's more like an eighteen handicap, and you know I think he was he played eighteen holes in the morning. He then went and had a workout, like, and then he was bashing balls in the pouring rain. I mean, I know he was nervous, and and you know he's the goat at football but okay 
he's just not that good. And 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 I I know. Okay, sure, I'm I'm a golf pro, but uh, it was hard to watch for a while, man. He he, I bet you he wouldn't have broke a hundred the way he was playing. His his score, he he couldn't have been better than fifty. He was in his pocket a bunch of times, and he was terrible. Oh, we all know a couple of reverse sandbaggers out there, don't we? I think we do. I think we do. So, you know what? I'm going to call out a match right now, okay? Because then I can put my foot in my mouth here, or maybe I won't. But I know we got a couple of listeners, and they're members at our golf course. And one of them is a solid, solid golfer. He's on paper probably better than me. But I, I, I want these two boys, if they're listening, to put their money where their mouth is. So this, is, uh, this goes out to Mr. Anderson and Mr. Mahar. I have a match with a special guest. I'm not going to say who it is on, on uh, live here, but it's not a golf professional. Myself and my partner against the two of you guys in the next couple of weeks for a little bit of shackles. Since I'm on a roll right now, I'm already one for one of my bets. Bet you today or beat you today, Ginger. Boys, let's set this match up. I'm ready to take you down. There we go. Duchess, Duchess calling him out. We got Anderson and Mahar versus Moses and Special guest. Feel like I'm in a wrestling match. Special guest. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, we'll hear. Well, we love that customer feedback. So, um, and our listener interaction. So, I'm sure those boys will uh, will answer the bell and and we'll uh, keep our listeners apprised of uh, when that match is going down. And hey, you never know. We might need to get the ropes and the cameras out. That's it. So, I wanted to throw something in there. I didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't have this on the slate tonight, Dutch, but. Um, I don't know if you saw there, but uh, late this afternoon came out uh, about the proposal from the MLB owners. Uh, I'm going to throw you for a little loop here, but um, did you see the numbers that they're proposing uh, to the players? I didn't. No, fire me at it. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, so so they're, they propose that if a player was scheduled to make $35 million, they're going to be down to about $8 million, 7.8 to be exact, I'll round up. $10 million comes down to about $3 million. And if you're scheduled to make a million, you're down to about 434000 Crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. You can see why a guy like Blake Snell last week, even though I was on the other side. Um, but I guess when those numbers get put in front of me like that, it does open my eyes a little bit um, and make me realize a little bit. I'm still on that side. Hey, $7.8 million, $3 million, 435000 That's still good money to do what you love. But, um, you know, that's a significant decrease in I think MLB's got a long road ahead of them here to try to uh, get on the baseball field. Yeah, there might not be a season, and that contradicts exactly what I said too. That just seems crazy. I would, I want to know what kind of money the owners are bringing in, and because there's got to be a little bit uh, a better program, or else you're going to get too many guys that are just going to bail. And then what's the point of having a season when it's half and half, and you don't have all the all the top dogs out there? Why are they even playing then? Take take a year off, and away you go. Now that could hurt them in the long run, of course. But I think that's crazy, man. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and and for sure, I think they'll they'll come to a middle ground. It's obvious, you know, these things are in a good negotiation, and I'm sure they'll come to a middle ground and hopefully make it work for everybody to uh, get out there. Because I think players, owners alike, they think they realize that they can't afford to be off for almost two years here away from baseball because it'll be back to where it was in in the first lockout time, right? Where yeah, they lost. Right. The, yep they lost that stranglehold on America's game because of it. Right. Yeah. After the strike, it was crazy. So and yep. that, that's, that's like all those sports that, it, you know, that's why it was, you know, when I was met, uh, talking about it last week was, mm-hmm. you know, why are they even, you know, maybe they all, all shut it down because then everybody's going to be Jones for sport and they could come back stronger. But who am I? Let's listen, 
Bettman just throwed out uh, throughout today um, at four thirty. He was on today, and he was yep. he has the whole twenty fourteen format. What, what do you do? You agree on that or what? Uh, I just I uh, you know when we were golfing this morning, I was I was chatting with uh, with my playing partners, and I just don't understand the why does why does it got to be twenty four teams? Why can't why can't they be simple and easy like the NBA did? And say we're going 16 teams. I know the discrepancy in the NBA. Hey, um, you know the team in the East. I, I can't recall it right now, but whoever's in ninth is is three and a half games back of of eighth place. So that's a significant jump. And I know the NHL standings because of the in my mind the BS overtime rules. Their standings are compacted, and it, it is a little bit tighter. And blah 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 point percentage this and that, but. Come on, let's just make a clean cut. Get rid of that first round, and and off we go. I do like the the what they've got going on, um, but I just don't see why it has to be twenty four teams. That's yeah, all. no, but I know, but you said it before, right? It's all it's all dollars and cents to the NHL. NHL they need it more than the NBA. They need it more than the other sports, and that's the thing. the The NHL needs that. Um, yeah, I don't agree with it either, especially you know to start off with a best three out of five and. You know, the way the the way it sets up, like from what I was looking, the Leafs would get Columbus. OK. Yeah. All right. I'm OK with that matchup. But then, then they get Boston uh, right yep. after and then it's lights out. So what's the, <laughs> I, I don't think there's going to be many upsets in NHL. Now, maybe basketball might be different, but I don't think there's going to be many upsets in the NHL. Um, I, I just I can't see it. I And you could say, oh, well, they're, you know, the teams that that start the first uh the first prop before they get into the next round are going to have an advantage. I don't think so because th- they've all been off this long. And, you know, look at, listening to Patrick Line the other day, he said he hasn't been on skates in almost two months. Wow. So, so these guys are, these guys are not going to be in, 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 in fine form. It's going to be back to the old, you know, Stevie Thomas uh, smoking packs of cigarettes and, and these boys drinking beers in between periods and stuff like that's what it's going to feel like. We may not notice it because we're obviously not professional hockey players, but, it's definitely going to be different. Um, it'll be fun to see. I like the NBA better. I love, 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 love the one to sixteen idea. Yeah. Um, it's a way better format. It's a real cool setup. It's what we've always been wanting to talk about, except for obviously the reason why they've never done it or haven't done it lately is because of the whole travel stuff. And I get that it's all money and dollars and cents and all that kind of stuff. But think about one through sixteen. The Raptors would get a harder opponent, okay, right? They're getting Memphis as opposed to the Nets. Yep. But I think the draw is pretty cool for the Raps. I mean, you could actually see them making it to the conference finals against the Lakers. Yeah, that and would, you could you could right? have the Lakers, the Lakers and the Clippers could play each other in the finals, which but, is Ginge, I'm calling that right now. That's my that was my next point. I'm calling that right now. LA LA final. And the Clippers and Toronto's hero, Kawhi, take down your goat in LeBron and the Clippers. The Clippers win it. You're crazy. He's been my my boy LeBron's been practicing with his teammates all this time. He's just laying in the weeds. He's ready to go. I do agree. I do love. You know what? If you the the key for this to happen will be. Can they convince the Eastern Conference teams to go ahead and do this? Because that's that's ultimately what it's going to come down to, right? Is these teams that that know that hey, now I got to go against the Lakers or the Clippers instead of going against you know the Raptors. Whether whether we feel one's better than the other, it, 
from that perspective, from a team that you're going to choose the Raptors all day long. If you're the Brooklyn Nets or you're any of these teams, because you feel that you've got a better chance to beat them. So we need those Eastern conference teams to approve that, that format. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is the time to do it. If you're going to have everybody at Disney and ready to go, um, why not? Why not try something new? And it could change. It could change the world. And I, I totally agree with you. I love that format. Um, what do you think about uh, the host cities from the NHL side? Do you, like, what do you think? I know they were originally it was talked about as, you know, narrowed down to 10. Uh, Bettman comes out today and says two. Where do you think it's going to be one Canadian, one U.S.? Or do you, does he go all U.S.? Uh, I, I think he, he'll he want to, or the NHL, the, the, the teams, they're going to want to to bring one to Canada, but I just don't know if it's feasible with all the crossing and the borders and stuff. Listen, if you look at that, and again, there's only what seven teams that aren't going to make it. Yeah. Okay. All, all, all the Canadian teams are going to make it. So why wouldn't you, we all know that's what drives the ratings. That's what drives it. Even though we're, you know, whatever it is, a quarter of the population to, uh, to the States. I just don't see it happen. I think you're going to see them both in the States. I think you're going to see both two hubs in the States and, they're going to have to pack up their bags and, and, and make their way down there and gut it out for the, the two months. And, you know, without any dates being laid out, man, they may not start next season until like November. He said they could start as early or as late as November and, and yep. still make it work. So, man, this this whole thing's just shuck right up and, and we just don't know what's going to happen. I do think it's going to be in the States. So I do think you're going to see two two hubs there. And it'll be, let's go, let's do it. And let's get it done with Let's Everybody get a paycheck because at this point in time, as much as, uh, and I said this every single week, uh, I just want sport. You can really see the the difference now, right now, this is all business. Like <laughs> this is all about a paycheck. It's just, you know, it's just like you, me and everybody in their, in our, in our normal walk of life, they want to get back to work and they need them. They need a job. They need to make a living. And yep. their, their living's way different than ours. Okay. All right. They're, you know, I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a triple bogey here. They're, 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 they're sipping on cognac and they're going all the way all out here. They're totally different than us, but they've still got to make a living here. Yep. And that's the thing is, is how far is, how far are they going to push it? Like I know he talked about uh, phase one or phase two, and I was reading into the whole report right on NHL.com is the earliest that I after reading that document was this July 15th is the earliest they can get into training camp. They're going to train for a little bit wherever they are. And then they're going to obviously go to wherever those two host cities are test quarantine for X number of days. If it's still, you know, that's still the recommended guideline and then start. So you're looking at a, a late July, early August start to all of this. Yep. And now you've got 24 teams and that it gets back to my point is, and, and like you just mentioned there was, you know, how late are we going to go? Like he's, he's, I guess, like we, we talked about way back when he's going to go all the way up against the, uh, the NFL and, and into the fall to make sure that his guys get uh, to get, get paid. Exactly. And so what's, so which way's better though? Like, okay, the time is the time we know it's all going to be deep, but what way's better is the NBA's story better as far as going to Orlando and, or Disney and going to Orlando and doing that hub. And, and getting it all done there uh, and shrinking it. Maybe they need to consider shrinking these formats. I know nobody's going to go for it. It doesn't matter. Whatever I say, whatever we say, whatever any of these analysts and all these guys that are, that are the, the media columnists, everybody, we're not going to have any one game showdowns. This isn't the NCAA. This isn't March Madness. I get it. 
and and money's a big thing. But which way's which way's better? It, doing a doing a you know best two out of three and and having a quick hub um, out of Orlando and getting it done, getting everybody's money, getting the TV contracts done, and then let's try and start from scratch and and get back to reality next season. That's the way I would want to go. Yeah, and, and for them, I think especially the NHL, they've they've got to try to extend out and get maximum um, dollars here. They're going to, I think they're going to use this as a bargaining tool. That's maybe why they're trying to extend it into um, landing another TV contract. Like you said, up here in Canada, it doesn't matter, you know, CBC and, and TSN and, and Sportsnet, they're, they're locked in. It's yeah. the, it's the NBCs and the ABCs of the world down there that uh, they've got to try to, to dive into and get a hold of. To me, if I'm the NHL, I'm looking at the list here. I'm looking at my notes, and I I wrote down all ten potential host cities uh, that they talked about in the first kind of article earlier in the week. I, I'm going Vegas, and I'm going LA, and I'm running hockey all day long. All day long, it's it you know started at twelve o'clock, and off you go right. Like I'm but, I'm, but they're crazy. But they're crazy to go to Vegas. I I I, I get I get it. For, for the setup, but they're crazy to go to Vegas because are they, they going to be able to control these boys? Well, if, if but if it's a controlled environment, they're going to be one of the first ones back. So I don't think Vegas is going to be Vegas as is. But how controlled is it going to be? Is it going to be on lockdown? <laughs> we look at like these guys are going to eventually, they're going to figure out a way to get out and, and go out onto the town. And if Vegas is up and booming in whatever format it is, uh, are they not risking a disaster? Well, it, it, hey, if these boys can't be adults and and control themselves, and you know we don't got uh, we don't got Jeremy Roenick running around no more, we don't got Darren McCarty running around no more. I think uh, I think it's a different athlete nowadays, and and if it means for a couple months that they've got to tone it down, and obviously there's there's a, a smaller personnel group, so the teams are going to be tighter. I think they said in the document that there's only 50 people allowed per team. Which is yep. pretty tight when you start to add it up. You got a, you know, twenty twenty three person uh, man roster, you know, with yep. defensemen and goalies and forwards and all that. But and then you add your coaches and your your trainers. Like it's it's just going to be almost essential personnel. You know what I yeah. mean? And yep, that's that'll be the next step for the NHL. Is are the players going to? I know they've agreed to the format, the twenty four person format, but. What's the next step? Are families allowed? What's going to happen from that side as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be before. We, yeah, it will be interesting. But we, before we, I know we've been, this is awesome that we just bounced back and forth with NHL NBA. But before we go to break uh, and, and talk about our, our key topic tonight, uh, which you'll uh, explain when we get back um, on the NBA, just a kind of different note uh, in the last couple of days there, Jerry Sloan. Um, what, what can you say? Legend. I mean, he was, he was a, he was a solid arguably top five, maybe top 10 uh, coaches of all time. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to throw it a challenge to you next week. I know we got, um, you know, Savage Golf coming on next week as a, as a guest, but um, I'm going to throw it out to you next week as, you know, I want, I want your top five coaches of all time. Yeah. I want, I want to hear what you got um, because I know where I've got uh, Jerry slotted in on, on my list and yeah, great basketball mind. Um just a great coach, great manager of the team, and you know, just everything that you would want in a coach. Uh, Jerry Sloan was it. So one of the one of my um, top five for sure. Yeah, I know. I know you always loved him, especially with the uh, um, 
with his doctor era and all that jazz. Uh, he was uh, he was pretty uh, pretty solid across the board. It's sad to see him go. It's a good way to uh, good way to to take a quick break on that for sure. Yeah, and obviously let's get to uh, get to break. And when we come back, we'll get into our NFL divisional breakdown. Uh, we're going to go on a little stretch here, so we'll explain more when we get back. Is this thing even recording? You want your goddamn ad? Here's your ad. Starsky and Hutch, Ginger and Hutch, whatever. Devil's Advocate's my ass. You're listening to the Ginger and Dutch podcast. There's your ad. Stop bothering me. You know where you are? You're in the dog pound, baby. With the Dutchman. Dutch's dogs. Oh! All right, listeners. Welcome back from break there. I hope everybody got a good laugh out of that one. It's a little change up there. You are listening to the Ginger and Dutch podcast, and you can follow us across the board on all social media outlets at Ginger and Dutch One. So we're going to hop into our next segment. We're going to make this uh, a routine here for the next eight weeks, and we're going to do an NFL divisional breakdown, and we're going to go division by division, and we're going to start on the NFC side, uh, which uh, I believe is possibly going to be the best division in football, and that's the NFC West. So, uh, Dutchy, let's hop into this. I know you're excited. You've uh, done your homework on this one. I saw the uh, six pages of notes that you had prepared for <laughs> uh, for this. Um, so, let's uh, let's let's hop in here. I know Dutch has got a couple hot takes on this side, so I'm I'm ready to fire back on Dutch's hot takes. Here we go. Here we go. The only thing that we're gonna agree is is I think this is gonna be the toughest division this year. I think this is gonna be the best division this year. Here's how I have it bro- broken down, and we'll we'll get into the details of each team and where they're at. But this is where I've got it broken down. I got the Rams right at the right at the bottom. They're gonna fall down. They've lost a ton of guys. Weddle's gone. Corey Littleton, Fowler, Gurley. Cooks, I I just don't see anything, and 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 I don't even want to talk about their quarterback because I I really just think that he was a one one shot pony and he's done. So I got the Rams falling back. Now I'm not saying they're going to be complete junk, but I got them at eight and eight. Okay, then I've got yes, don't laugh. I got I got Seattle, believe it or not, in third here. I got them at about <laughs> 10, I got them about nine and seven, ten and six here, and if they're ten and six, they're going to lose the tiebreaker to the upstart. Arizona Cardinals, not just because of Hopkins, but they still got old man father time. They've got a ton of ton of weapons. They've got Drake in the backfield. They picked up a bunch of good pieces on D. I love the kid out of Clemson Simmons there. I see no reason why they can't jump up into second place. Murray is is the real deal. He is as close to Russell Wilson as you can be. Maybe even a little bit of spin off of Jackson. He's got a cannon. And then I got San Fran can't see them going anywhere. They're 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 still the the formula, unless Jimmy G has a. And I know he wasn't the formula of success per se in the playoffs, but I got him at twelve and four. Unless Jimmy G, you know, takes a big uh, big shit the shits the bed and they go backwards. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you you stuck to your true colors there, Dutch. Your true orange colors there, and 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 took the hot take on on the Arizona Cardinals. I'll uh, I'll give you my rundown and then we can uh, we can get into it because we couldn't be further apart on on this on this rundown here. All right. So I'm going to you got the, you got your Arizona Cardinals and your hot take uh, 
DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and, and all these guys here, Isaiah Simmons, he doesn't even know what position he's going to play. They're going to they're gonna stay in the cellar. 5-10-1 last year, they're going to stay in the cellar. They're going to be 6-10 and 10 at best. Um, I just, I'm not sold on Murray yet. The offensive line is suspect at best. You got Patrick Peterson on the other side of the ball that's one year older. I think it's a classic Dutch hot take, and we're going to keep them in the cellar in the NFC West as the worst team, six and ten. Ah, crazy. Then we're going to go to third place. I think his time's up. He's got nobody to throw to. Uh, DK Metcalf can't read a playbook if his life depended on it. Tyler Lockett, just too small, can't stay healthy. Okay, you you draft Sullivan, uh, six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds. That's great. You're going to put Metcalf and this kid out there. Um, great, but they can't run very fast and they can't run routes. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are strictly on the shoulders of Russell Wilson, and it's just been too long for Russell to hold that. They've lost too much pieces up front. Quinton Jefferson, Al Woods um, on the D-line. O-line is a fady, Fance, uh, the list goes on. Britt, like they're starting from scratch on the offensive line side, and I know they've drafted some pieces. And they've brought back, you know, old man, father time, Greg Olson, who's going to break his foot for the sixth time. Um, <laughs> they're going to be third place, and they're going to come in at 8-8. Eight and eight. The Seahawks, classic Seahawks, they may make a run late in the year, but just not enough firepower there for me to, uh, to make a change. And it's a bounce-back year. It's a bounce-back year for my man Jared Goff and – the LA Rams. I think they've cut the fat. They were in, uh, in cap jail. They've gotten rid of some of that fat. Brandon cooks. He's a gypsy. Three years, three teams. Where are you going to go to next son? Um, We're going to move on from him. Okay. Fowler, Matthews, little John. I I get it. I I hear you, but you still got Aaron Donald. You still got Jalen round Ramsey, those two pieces up front. Hey, and I know you were high on him coming out. And that is Terrell Lewis out of Alabama. You always, you told me you wonder why he dropped. Well, they've got Lewis and they've got Jordan Fuller out of Ohio State. Yes, they're boomer bust pieces, but if they hit on one of those, that lines them up uh, nicely on the defensive side of the ball. And Sean McVay on the offensive side, he's still got Rob, my boy Bobby Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, drafted Cam Akers at running back to replace uh, Gurley, younger. Not as fast as Gurley, but a nice little piece. So I got the Rams coming in at second. And the the second thing we're going to agree on in this division is that the uh, the San Francisco 49ers uh, haven't changed. Um, John Lynch worked the board like a magician in the draft. Yeah, he lost Sanders and Buckner, but he replaces them with, you know, a, a new and uh, new left tackle in, in Trent Williams after uh, the old man retired, gets Kinslaw. Iuik, Brendan Iuik uh, at wide receiver to replace Emmanuel Sanders. Um, they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be the top of the class here. And that's my rundown of the NFC West. Ah, okay. So, so let's just go real quickly here back to the Rams. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't believe that you think that, that the Rams are going to be number two there. Everybody's on the, and I love McVay, but everybody's on to him. He he he's 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 he was so creative the year that they they went to the Super Bowl. He tried to do it again with a shit quarterback, and maybe I'm wrong, and I shouldn't say that he's he's that bad, but I just don't see Golf being being there to to get them to that spot, and that's why I know they've got those guys. You mentioned it, okay? Yeah, they got Bobby, they got they got Bobby Woods, they got Cup, but 
he's got to throw it to them and and these and and they're they're on to the, the system and that division is tougher and and even going back to my cardinals there that i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna do a duchess dog here on the cards they they've they've made the pieces last year they were arguably one of the worst defense in the league and they still they were three games they were three plays three games away and i know we can go on and on about it but they easily could have been eight and eight last year. Go look at their look at their games last year. Look at where they are. They had three games that were basically right down to the wire. One score game that were right there that they could have, should have. Yeah, okay, it's the NFL, and they didn't. But I can't see. Dutch. There's no way I can't Dutch. see the Rams getting there. Dutch, Dutch, uh, you're talking to a Buffalo Bills fan here. You, you're talking about plays. I've been living off certain plays for years, and you've been telling me, well, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, you I get, don't yeah. make those. You don't make those plays in the NFL. We all know that that this league comes down to three to five plays a game, and I just don't see that Cardinal squad having having enough in regards to Sean McVay. I think that the offensive line was in, dismantled last year. It was not healthy. They were starting different lines on a game to game basis. His system needs a little running game. Needs that stretch play to the outside. Gurley wasn't there last year. You draft Acres. You've got the boys that are already there on at the running back position. They get that running game going. They get the play action going. They buy Goff a little bit more time. I get it. Goff's, Goff's he's not going to be Kyler Murray. We know he's not going to be that. But we get that, that stretch run going on. We get a better offensive line, and they're right back there because then he can get creative, and he can find a way for Goff to get all these receivers the ball. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna see how this plays out. There, so let's just hypothetically say I heard, uh, I heard, and and I'm again, I'm still sticking to these cards, and we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna throw this out in a sec. The Duchess dog. What if, what if? There's a couple what ifs here. Antonio Brown, love him or hate him. Russell Wilson's lobbying for him. He picks up, he picks up. They get or the Seattle Seahawks pick up Antonio Brown. Now they're now they're a threat to to be up into number two. I still think the cards. What, what's the cards missing? They're missing one piece. They've got a solid solid offense, and the only piece they're missing is what a tight end. And guess what? What if? What if they land Delaney Walker off of from from Tennessee? Boom! Now they've got arguably one of the top offenses across the board. With a yeah, okay, he's unproven quarterback, but he's coming into his own. My Dutch's dog, I'm going to throw it out here right now. And it's not the dog that we've been doing the first couple of times in our episodes. This is going to be, now we're talking gambling since <laughs> since I'm perfect so far on the oh, show come here. come on. <laughs> Two minutes and 30 seconds in, you're already talking about Woo! it. Now you're talking. Now you're circling back again. Okay. Here we go. I'm circling back. You got it because you know, and, and mark this one down. And we're going to, and we're going to, we're going to keep track of this as this, as oh, the I got year goes on here. I got them written down. We're gonna we're gonna keep track of all this, and our our listeners can hold us accountable for sure. You got it. So my 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 true dog, obviously, I I think that they could sneak into two, but my true dog, and yeah, you're gonna call me a degenerate, but I found it. I found the Arizona Cardinals on Sports Interaction for plus four hundred to finish third place in the division. So. Do I think they can get the two? Yes. Would I put all my money on two? No, because I still think Seattle's going to be real close. But I'm going Dutch's dog, third place. You want some great value. Arizona Cardinals, 
and the Rams are in the bottom cellar basement, not number two like you think. We'll see how this happens. Well, I'll I'll just forewarn our listeners here. Don't be laying heavy on that one because that's a Dutch hot take, one hundred and one. That's that's what Dutch likes to do. He likes to take the hot take, but um, yeah, you know nobody what? Likes, nobody likes the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it's uh, it's comfort level, right, Dutch? It's uh, you know, yeah. you gotta love what you're comfortable with, and and uh, hey, conservative uh, ginger here uh, will take take what he can and and uh a wise man once told me a greedy man's a broke man so um i'll i'll go by that saying so right on but uh, yeah to get back delaney walker would be would be a nice piece uh there but but is there enough ball dutch is there enough ball to get him there like you said you just you named all the pieces for me uh for from fitz to d hop to Kenyon drake to to murray scrambling is 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 there enough ball there to for Walker to make a, a, a difference enough. Like what, what do you think in there? Yeah, I, it's, you know, you can go back to, I know we're talking about, not talking about this division. We're talking, but you look at Tampa, is there enough ball to go around for all these guys? Yeah, I think there is. And I, I think they've got the right people there. Um, if Hopkins can just be a man and, and not pull a Stefan Diggs, good luck in Buffalo there, uh, Ginge. But, you know, Except the fact that uh, yeah, it was a cheap shot. That's okay. It was a cheap shot. Except the fact, except the fact that there are other people on there, and that it's you're still a team all the way across the board. And and I listen. I got a Diggs jersey, but you know, and I was ready to burn it when he started sucking out last year uh, after two weeks into the season because he wasn't getting enough ball. So if these guys can all hand up and man up, and and they've all got their you know they've got their money, they they're there. Dude, the sky's the limit, and and there's a reason why Fitzgerald stuck around. Okay, maybe he's got nothing else to do, but there's a reason why he stuck around because he he, he sees some potential uh, in there, and and I think he wants one more playoff ride. Yeah, and that, that's um, of course, of course he does, and I think uh, I think you're right. I think that he is holding on here. Uh, I'm not sold on Murray. Ultimately, you, you know what I feel about the NFL and, and how these games and our, our, a lot of our listeners know it's one in the trenches and it's one with the person who holds the ball on every single play. And that is the quarterback. And I'm not sold on Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. I I just don't see your comparison to, to Jackson and Russell Wilson. And, and Hey, I'll be the first one to put my hand up uh, talking about Russell Wilson, even when he won Super Bowls, And I'm like, yeah, he had a great defense and he had a run game show me that you can do it. And you know what? I'll be the, the guy with my hand up to say that I was wrong because he can do it on his own. Can he do it for an extended period of time? No, I've told our listeners that now that I think that that Rell's well is going to run dry. And, and I think that Murray is not able to do that as well. And that's why I've got Goff and Garoppolo up at one and two, because I think they've got, a defense. They've got a, both got a great running game. I think McVeigh will get back to that running game this year, like I explained. And that's I'm I guess call me old school all you want, but defense and run the football, and you're going to be in football games, and you might win a lot of those football games. And and I got both of those teams winning a lot of games. Yeah, if you go that way, I I, I would take those two. I take the other two quarterbacks over. I take I take the other two for sure. I take Russell Wilson and Murray over Goff and. Um, um, Garoppolo. 
Yep. That that's that's the way I would do it. That's uh, I just like that style. That's the that's not the new NFL, but that's just the way it seems to be rolling right now. So uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's put it on paper because this will be uh, this will be good to see, and we're gonna banter through all of these divisions, and we're gonna have some good fun with it. Yeah, and and let's uh, let's definitely put it on paper. We'll uh, we'll have that. I've got the the first here for the NFC NFC West. And uh, I'll call it out right now. Is and we're setting up our next episode. And and next week we're going to go to the NFC South. Why not? Do, you mentioned it, uh, Tom Brady and the boys. So Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay. Next week uh, we've got the NFC South. Dutchie, you can do your homework on that side and and be ready for it. And obviously, I'm excited for for Savage Golf coming on uh, next week. We called him out a couple of weeks ago. I think you've landed him. Is that correct, Dutchie? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Unless he bails on us, we'll be ready to roll. He'll, uh, he's got no choice. We'll fire him in there. Perfect. So I've got all your hot takes uh, down for the week. Once again, our listeners don't put too much money on that uh, plus 400 on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't want, (laughs) uh, I don't want you losing too much here on my partner, Dutchie, but great episode. Once again, follow us on all the social media side, uh, Ginger and Dutch one Dutchie, you want to end us off here uh, with anything? All good. As always, another fine episode. Perfect. I don't have anything else to say, brother. So let's uh, let's get all of our listeners out there golfing, enjoying some nice warm weather, and enjoying uh, life that, as we once knew it. Practice your social distancing, and we will uh, catch you next week on uh, the Ginger and Dutch podcast. See you at the course. I'm Ginger, and I'm Dutch.